Welcome to Caritas Christi, a real and raw podcast with real women and real faith, where we apply the feminine genius to look at the current events of this world, our faith lives, and other things that are relevant to young Catholic women today. Thank you for joining us. Happy Thursday. Hello and welcome. This is Mary. And this is Hannah. And you're with Caritas Christi. And let's begin in prayer. In nomine Patri, Filio, Spiritui Sancto. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Domus tecum. Benedicta tu, maledibus, et benedictus fuxifentis tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc in ora mortis nostri. Amen. In nomine Patri, Filio, Spiritui Sancto. Amen. <clears throat> and our inspiration for the week comes from Colossians 3.12, and it says... Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So, yeah. Nice. Pretty simple. <laughs> Love that. It's kind of a little bit of a um, foreshadowing of our, we'll probably get into it later. Yes. A little more about it. Right. So. Of our hot take. <laughs> be a nice little, because um, some of our, our current events and hot take is a little intense, so it'll be nice to kind of rounded out in a nice Mm -hmm. positive light i guess so (laughs) you mean i'm a little intense no life is just intense (laughs) but yes you are also intense too so (laughs) i just take what life gives at me we just we're just in a lot of tents at this point Mm -hmm. you know like my muscles are tense no in like a pitching tent (laughs) ah that's what i meant Ooh. yeah uh uh-huh nice anyways People are probably like, what did I just tune into? <laughs> real yeah. woman, real faith. Here you go. <laughs> I am head out. Um, anyway, so what are we uh, What are we having today? I've got some tea because I need some caffeine in my life ah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Because standardized testing and children and dogs and everything have got me exhausted. Okay, this is not the official hot take, but if you had a hot take about testing, what would it be? Uh, it sucks and nobody should do it. <laughs> <laughs> it means nothing. I Okay, you're so much better with words I expected more, but I guess we'll have to settle with that. <laughs> okay, how, how's this? You want something that's better than words? Here you go. Uh, testing is detrimental to children mentally, physically, and emotionally, and it means pretty much nothing. The state sets these boundaries for no reason, and teachers are graded on something that they ultimately have no control over. And the tests are basically brainwashing your kid to be a communist. So, good job. <laughs> <laughs> so, testing are definitely against the flourishing of human. Yes. Humanity. Yes. Human people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When was the last time? Seriously. Why do we have kids sit down for an hour? And multiple hours, some, depending on how schools do it. And take tests just to see where they are. Okay, what job? Like, you want to, you want to quote, prepare them for the real world? What job says, okay, sit in front of this computer for three hours, and then I'm going to tell your supervisor how good of a supervisor they are based on how you do sitting in front of this computer for three hours. And answering questions that you most likely will not need to know the answers to. What? Yeah. Huh? Make it make sense. Mm. Hence, you can't. So, therefore, iced tea. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's like a perfect. It's a. I'm sipping tea and spilling tea. Balmy. Well, balmy is the wrong word. It's like cool. Mm -hmm. Cool fall nights now. So. Stop. Hateful. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Late summer cool nights. There you go. How's that sound? Sound better? Yes. Okay. Better. Yeah. Because fall means winter, and winter means pain. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Goodness gracious. Trying to start off on a light note here. Yeah, she's quite quite spicy. So. Mm. Anyway, so without further ado, uh, let's get into. Current events and hot takes. So here you go, y'all. All right. So current events. Uh, so I'm still actually. Um, I'm on my uh, social media fast. So I'm actually yep. feel very. Uh, let's say ignorance totally is bliss. 
So you're about to break my bliss at this moment, but yeah, that's okay. Sorry. This is for the for the good of the podcast. But I will <sighs> say this too. I mean, I think we talked about this before. Even though I'm not technically on my phone and not like, well, I mean, I'm not I'm like trying to like limit. Yeah. Um, and I'm not on the news at all. I'm not mm-hmm. seeing what's going on. It still filters to me. So it's actually quite interesting. So actually this segment is basically, <laughs> Hannah, so I've heard this stuff. What's going on? And what else <laughs> am I missing out there? Yeah. So I heard um, that Basic- Texas had a big, what? I, ba- I mean, basically world bad, politicians bad. Something's good. That's about it. (laughs) I mean, I think for me, it's like, I think you kind of, it's like knowing this stuff. I mean, yeah, it's probably good just to watch it, just to be aware of stuff. But like at the end of the day, like, I mean, we're supposed to live our daily Christian life. So if it robs your peace, then, you know, I don't know. I think we have this social media culture where we have to be in this news culture. We have to be in the know of stuff. So, yeah. Um, Anyways, so Texas has had a big moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I That's heard. A win. So, what I heard mm-hmm. is basically so it's the heartbeat bill. Yes. Um, but basically, the way that they filed it is normally it's like um, it goes, and you can correct me if I say this wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm just kind of requoting what this person said that it's normally like judicial, so yes. it has to go through the courts. But right. the way they did it is more civil suit, so it pretty yes. much can go into action right now, mm-hmm. right away. So basically, abortion is pretty much outlawed in Texas. Correct? For the most part, or, yes. Yeah. So like, it's like it gives um, it gives gives people the right to sue anybody who has an abortion after this. So it's like um, you can you can file a suit against anybody or anyone like doing abortions after six weeks um and so i think for up to ten thousand dollars so it's basically it's like a loophole type thing where it's like oh we're not gonna like outlaw it outlaw it but if you don't want to get sued for like ten thousand dollars (laughs) then don't get an abortion after that so so most of the time when they're judicial, it's basically, what's the difference between judicial and the civil suit? Well, what judicial, it, it? like, it's, it comes through a judge. So oh, if okay. you disobeyed this, like, the judge actually prosecutes you. Oh, gotcha. But this was a, this was a whole other, this was like an, a law, basically. Yeah. So it's more like you have the right to sue if this happens. Got but it. the judge themselves is not really going to go after you. Mm. Um, it's more like person against person, and then you win up to like ten thousand dollars if you if you like win the suit. That's great, um, and everybody's freaking out because we gotta be allowed to kill babies or else. Yeah, and I'm not over it. <laughs> I feel like so I f- I don't know. Is there as much of an outcry? Because Georgia, I feel like there was a lot of there's apparently a lot of filming that happened in georgia so they got a like backlash from hollywood yeah but i don't is there as much of a bash like bash backlash, backlash. <laughs> as with texas i mean yeah because, well i guess it depends on what you mean by backlash because are people freaking out on it or over social media yeah okay are they gonna do anything about it probably not i mean i don't like it's one of those things where everybody's sounding off about it on twitter but then they're not doing anything. Like, it's like, you know, posting the black square to your Instagram. All right, well, good for you. Did you get your social justice endorphins? Like, okay. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, actually. So, I haven't seen... um, Oh, I did see something, actually. Now I remember. Um, (laughs) It was like, Portland is refusing to do business with Texas somehow. There was like some sort of thing I, I forget it was so dumb like it's and everybody I, the comments on this were amazing somebody was like interstate wars when and i was like oh my goodness i mean this who's person's more listen, edgy than i am who's gonna listen to portland i mean wasn't that where they had it's um, burning down anyway. yeah and like yeah <laughs> i mean like, texas, get out. i feel like people are moving to texas from there or they Oregon. are they moved there from california now they're gonna leave because they yeah. can't kill their kids but whatever bye <laughs> yeah 
Good riddance. Yeah, I feel like Texas is too big, and it's just like it just doesn't care. Yeah, I don't think the yeah they don't they don't really care at this point. It's kind of funny to see the people who moved to Texas from California kind of like freak out. Um, (laughs) Some people who moved from or not from Texas to California, California to Texas. Uh, It's funny to see them freak out because it's like you voted for this. Then you leave because you're getting what you voted for, and then you're mad that you're in a state where you're not getting what you voted for previously, even though it doesn't work. But that's fine. (laughs) Um, But then there are other people I know of a couple of, like, political commentators specifically who used to live in California and then moved to Texas or other places that are, like, super happy about it. So it's... I mean, it's just, I guess it just depends. But what it, what this thing is not, is not an attack on women's rights. Give me a freaking break. I swear. Y'all need to find better arguments. How about you trust the science? Life begins at conception. That's basically all I got. <laughs> like, come on, you people. I mean, the fact is they don't trust the science. They just say that so that they can be like, oh, it's a religious argument. Heh. What? It's not a life. Okay, well then, what is it? It's a parasite. Isn't it human? Uh, yeah. Well then, it's not a parasite. Oh. Well then, why why are we killing it? Um, more convenience. Okay, great. Well, you're not very convenient to me right now, so... Like, what? What even is that? Ugh. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, lovely. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I had some thoughts, but after that monologue there, man. <laughs> uh, can you tell um, I feel strongly about that? Yeah, no, it's good. But I feel it, strongly about most things. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, people say, you know, with the whole COVID thing, with the whole vaccine, they say my body, my choice. And it's like, okay, it's a different thing with the book. Like, oh, no, they say we say we're against the. Well, here's, it's yeah, but it's like a woman isn't like another body is involved with abortion. It's your body with the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. And then, the, but then they try to say, "Well, your choice affects other people." Okay. Yes, but my choice isn't effectively not not even effectively. Absolutely, my choice doesn't directly kill another human being. Mm-mm. Okay. Like you could say that you could say that about the stupidest stuff. You can be like, "Oh well, you're." choice to not use a kleenex infects me with the common cold oh no like is that gross yes am i like going to hell because i didn't use a kleenex and i accidentally gave somebody the cold no i use kleenexes but like still dang like what (laughs) yeah and then yeah they want to extrapolate to like oh it's just it's like it's like drunk driving or it's like it's like this it's like no that's where you willingly put people in danger and they're always in danger and that's like statistically every single abortion kills a human being Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. and you you pass bacteria viruses to people all the time without knowing it and most of the time it's not a big deal and it shouldn't really ever be a big deal because you can't criminalize freaking viruses Mm -hmm. because that's just how how this world rolls it's fallen and it sucks and i'm sorry that you don't like it um i don't mm-hmm. like it either but memento mori and get away from me <laughs> right well also too with abortion it's not only does it kill a child but it also i mean when did you say it almost i mean it affects a woman's soul almost to the effect of like i mean well yeah it's because like that's a horrible thing that yeah they just did right and i mean obviously then there's the abortionist there's the medical people there's you know, everybody involved, you know, it's yeah, just, it's, a, it's, just it's like, a ripple effect. It's a really bad. And I just, you know, with, with the, with COVID, it's like, we've had flus before we've had sicknesses and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's ripple effects, but like most of the time, I mean, yeah, people do die from the flu and whatnot and people are dying from COVID, but I don't know, as you said, memento mori. Yeah. But it's like, with abortion it's this stuff doesn't have to happen no no like it's pretty much you because you can't prevent 
viruses yeah, a, from going around. Right. Like, there's only just, so much preventability to it. You can have common sense and good hygiene and whatnot because mm-hmm. that's still effective, probably more effective than anything else. Mm-hmm. But um, with abortion, it's more of like, it's literally death. <laughs> yeah. Death. It's yep. so. And it, it's cool. just, it, it, effect, it yeah, affects the most vulnerable, mm-hmm. the most helpless, the, you know, without yeah. a voice. But then it also affects the mother and everybody else involved, so. Right. And most the, people don't realize how, how much it affects them. Yeah. It affects their mental, emotional health. I mean, there's a lot of, like, struggles with suicide and depression and, mm-hmm. um, and then honest, their, their um, physical health. Probably, I think it increases the rates of getting cancer. Um, ability to have children in the future. Yeah, definitely. So, it's all of that stuff. So, I, was just, I, I got distracted because this is funny. Because the article I've been referencing, um, it's kind of crap. Uh, but it's like one of the most comprehensive sort of things that I could find on what, what, the, what the law is. I mean, it has some nonsense in it about... It's not actually a heartbeat, and it's not this, and it's not that. Like, okay, science denier. But (laughs) I find it funny that at the bottom it says, Disclosure. Planned Parenthood has been a financial supporter of the Texas Tribune, a non-profit, non-partisan, sure, news organization that is funded in part by donations from members, foundations, and corporate sponsors. Financial supporters play no role in the Tribune's journalism. Okay. (laughs) Sure. That's like saying the person who funded this study had nothing to do with the study's results. I Like, I believe you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. fam, follow the money. Mm-hmm. But, I guess, well, um, uh, win for the Texas with, uh, for life, right? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I just decided to eat an ice cube and it's making it, it made it very difficult. Let me rephrase that again. A win for Texas with life, basically. And Glory for life in general. To Jesus Christ. I, I think, you know, it's kind of, I think we've said before, um, to overturn Roe v. Wade just seems like such a monumental thing. Um, but I guess the little wins are um, going to help us move towards that. So, and I mean, also, um, don't forget, Texas just past their trigger law too so they're making a lot of headway so yeah um yeah and it doesn't seem like they're getting get the these laws are being striked back so that'll be good not yet we'll see not yet. <laughs> yeah not yet so just wait for the aclu probably just stands for abor- abortions for you mm-hmm. basically yeah because they suck i just think yeah we can't forget abortion is awful but mm-hmm. um the culture of life is definitely going to be at the culture of death at some point. I mean, because at least the culture of life is producing <laughs> children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at a bigger rate. So don't rate. send them to public school and then we'll outnumber them. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, the birth yeah. rate has been below replacement for like, gosh, at least a few years now. Mm-hmm. Maybe longer. Do you remember when... Um, there was like this whole thing with chick-fil-a with the whole um oh brother with the um like gay <laughs> gay rights or whatnot yeah, and then they were like gonna thing. be like boycotted against or whatnot do you remember well that they, they said I'm that sure there's some people that still bo- boycott but then, them but the fact is that but they're then, still like, like everybody's flocked to chick-fil-a and it's like you messed with the wrong crowd because you messed with a bunch of christians with big families so (laughs) they go to chick-fil-a they spend two hundred dollars like the people boycotting on the side just didn't compare with the like lines and lines and lines what do you got blue hair and a dog get out of here (laughs) (laughs) and i yeah i mean in all charity to people on the other side i I say my heart goes i say that when i say when i have purple hair and a dog Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's all in good fun. And my heart goes out to people on the other side. I mean, the people that are on the pro-choice, pro-choice side, the pro-gay marriage no, and the, No, they're pro-abortion. Pro-abortion. Don't, don't sorry. Their, don't use their verbiage. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. Nope. Anyways. I'm pro-life, not anti-abortion. I'm, I am anti-abortion, but I'm, I'm most, like, I am pro-life. You can call me anti-abortion if you want, because sure. But... It's funny how people try and use that in headlines to be like, ooh, anti-abortion. We're like, screw off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yes, I'm anti-abortion. And? 
Yeah. Your point. Well, and we just have, um, I think we can't forget also too, you know, not only are these laws happening, but like, I think on, you know, I think we, part of our podcast is like the feminine, um, kind of the feminine take and noticing things on boots on the ground. And so in our area, I won't give much more details, but, um, I was just, uh, made aware that there's a bunch of, um, lawsuits going on for the local abortion clinic as someone my one of my friends called it the abortuary mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah um but apparently there was the remains of a um they think it was a, a um a baby that was seven like between 16 to 17 18 weeks old that was found in the trash along with some other um it was basically literally a violation of um what is it called per- personal health information phi so um, there was a bunch of um, names of patients on there and whatnot. So um, there's oh. lawsuits. So I just, I guess what I'm trying to say is um, we're saving lives and also um, just the way that the abortion industry has been run is just not ethical, not safe on any stretch of the imagination. So, um, uh, yeah. So anyways, cool. uh, so <laughs> anything else on that before we move on to the next uh all right, so tell me, Hannah. What? Um, <laughs> so we have one one positive abortion is being f- pushed back. Sure. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what else is going on uh, out there. What am I missing <laughs> or not missing? <laughs> uh, Joe Biden's on vacation eating ice cream again. Uh, I don't have to fact check that because it's probably true. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, Anna. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's also human too. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> yes. I think I might believe in lizard people after 2020 and 2021. Anyways, okay, really, what's going on? Um, Well, I mean, Afghanistan hasn't gotten any better, so there's that. Um, It's gotten so bad over there, basically, that there there was... um, The last time we talked about this, there was Glenn Beck trying to get people out with his charity, the Nazarene Fund, um... And it has gotten to the point where they're actually, the Taliban are stopping the planes that are trying to leave. And not even, not even, you know, sponsored by our own troops that should actually be there or whatever, like cleaning up the mess. Um, Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And then the attack on the airport happened between now and um, the last time that we recorded current events and 13 of our service members were killed um so needless lives lost there when we could have had um much safer withdrawal and i don't know like not sold out our allies and fellow americans to the enemies so yeah definitely pray for those service members souls and their families because it's it's really tough and it's awful what happened. And I'm seeing a lot of backlash about that, which is entirely justified because they, that was just entirely needless mm-hmm. and it, it, pretty much preventable. And now, yeah. And now they've, the Taliban's completely like pretty much taken over. Um, and they have a bunch of like weaponry that we gave them. Like we talked about a couple weeks ago, so good, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I think actually just was um, reading um, coverage for because um, Saturday is nine eleven. So yep. how many? It's we're twenty twenty one. So actually, it's been twenty years then. Mm-hmm. Twenty years. Wow. Yeah. So I, but I, I was just thinking, you know, <laughs> you can bet I'm going to be carrying all day that day, boy. What'd you say? I said, you can bet I'm going to be carrying all day that day. <laughs> why, why is that? Well, with, with anniversaries, there tends to be specifically with terror groups, like the one that did in 9-11, they, they tend to try and strike again on anniversaries. So I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not messing. Well, and um, I just, I th- Sorry, I just think with Biden, you know, because he made the whole like exit Afghanistan by nine eleven. Yeah, I feel like that's such a slap in the face to all the people that were lost on nine eleven, as well as all the military personnel that have been lost since then. Yeah, and 
Yeah. It's just like he's trying to make a political statement that went pretty flat really fast. And <laughs> such bad more taste. more than flat. went underneath. The curve yeah. was below. Yeah. So, well, here's the... I am not... See, this has all been, like, obviously before I was born. So, this whole thing... Wait, Not what? really before I was born. But before <laughs> I could, like... So, bef- I don't remember us ever not being there, is my point. So, like, in my memory, we've always been in Afghanistan. We, we just have. Like, 9-11 happened, and I was, I was, like, little enough, like, super little, and I, like, very vaguely remember it. But, I mean, and then everything changed. Like, I don't know what it's, I don't know what a pre-9-11 airport was like. I don't know what any of that stuff was like, and I know that it changed quite a bit. So... I have yet to figure out whether I fully agree with us, like, actually, like, being there, um, but to, but to be there for 20 years and then pull out the way that we did was just garbage, because then it's like, okay, well, either we never should have been there, in that case, why did we stay there for 20 years, or we still need to be there, or we need to exit better than we did, and none of those happened. So, um, so that's just my thoughts on it. Cause I don't, I don't necessarily agree with us being the police of the whole world. Cause I'm sorry. Like you gotta, at some point you gotta worry about the, th- the things that are happening in your own country first, and then you go and you mess with other people's stuff, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, and some, and sometimes it's like, well, we don't even want you here. We're like, okay, good. Then we leave. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> um, but I do know people who were in the war on terror who like, who were just like, wow. So like I went into the service and I like, I got hurt. I, you know, sacrificed my body and all of this other stuff, like for nothing now, like mm-hmm. that's what you're telling me. And just like, all right, well, we're just going to pull out and everything's going to go back to the same that it was before. Oh, and also we're going to give them a bunch of tanks and helicopters and um, machine guns and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense. Yeah. Well, and um, I think probably one of the biggest arguments for being there was to fight against um, the, like the um, the, is, the persecution. Like, yeah, and against the, ISIS and, yes. and, all, and all that. For sure. Um, and to hold that back because by being a presence there, you know, we yeah. were able to fight back the Taliban. Like, the Taliban wasn't in Mm-hmm. in Afghanistan. Right. So, um, but I think, yeah, I, I just think, Amer- you know, I think I love America and you got to take care of our country first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely I'm all about that. But also, yeah, I'm also not against, for, <laughs> definitely what, it, what it, whatever it takes to fight against terrorism because it eventually yeah. will leach, leach out and will affect us. But, Right. Um, but it also, I'm, uh, yeah, you know, it's like... I'm just coming at it from a, like, I guess I'm coming at it from more of a just war theory. Right. Well, but that's, thing. I mean, that was, yeah, for sure. So, like, does it make it worse by us being there? Does, like, are, like, there's definitely abuses that happen and that are happening now because we pulled out. There's, um, and then it's like, is the net loss worth, like, more than the, than the net gain? Like, is this... Can this problem not be solved any other way? Mm-hmm. But I'm just like trying to go through that in my head, and so I guess I don't think <laughs> I don't. They don't seem Taliban doesn't really seem like the negotiating type, so I doubt. You know, I don't know. Although I guess Trump no- negotiated with them somewhat, like a couple years ago or like last year or something like that. He did negotiate with them, so who knows what could have happened if we chose a different route. Um, but yeah, I would, I would have to like keep looking and see what, like whether that fits into just war theory and maybe I can have a hot take about that another time, (laughs) but it's definitely, I think the overwhelming majority of Americans agree with me when I say that this was entirely botched and like, Biden just keeps digging himself a further hole because, like, he the man won't even ask answer questions about this. He just turns around at the enterprise conferences. He turns around and walks away. 
and it's like, wow, what a strong leader we have there. Yeah. Who's willing to stand up for his decisions. Nope, he just walks away. Yeah, well, we, um, actually, amongst the the 13 um, servicemen that, so we hadn't lost, what was it? We hadn't lost anybody within, like, the last year or something like that. Oh, or, really? yeah, we had, like, the loss of death, hmm. the loss of our servicemen had gone way down. I probably had, like, all the numbers mixed up, but we were we were doing really good. And then, like, within a day, it was, like, we lost 13 of them. And one of them happened to be, like, a kid who was, like, 22 years old. Well, most of them were 22 and 23. Yeah. Most of them. In their 20s. Because like, that's, right that's when you were in the... Yeah. When you were in the army and they deploy yeah. you, basically. That, that actually, I mean, my brother's in the army, or was in the army. He got out a bit ago, but, um, I mean, it could have been my brother, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been my brother. So... I wonder if actually if he knows of any of them that were lost over there. Um, it's just like the like as a, like having like you know I'm I'm not a mother myself yet, but as being a mother, it's like really like a loss of life. Was this really worth it, Biden? Was it? Oof! I've seen to make some a things political about, statement to I've try and one up Trump. Just about like what what the families of these service members have said to him. Can, can, um, can you can you what 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 is what is someone? They've like spat in his face and oh. like told him how dare you like you're you're a moron and like I don't even want to speak to you. Just and I mean, listen. <sighs> Technically, you shouldn't speak to anybody like that, but coming from a human perspective, I can definitely understand why. Why. The, the vitriol is coming at him like that and I, I think he kind of deserves it whether that's entirely charitable you know we can have that whole discussion but the fact is that he failed he failed these service members he failed their families he failed the country he failed our allies he failed the our the Americans who are still living there. he failed everybody mm-hmm. and not just him the entire administration um but he kind of overrode everybody. Like, his advisors told him, don't do this, don't do this, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I'm going to do it. Great. Yeah. Good job, guys. Good job. Yeah. That's, that's my mood right now. Voice crack. Well, I think, I guess, you know, not only fighting for, you know, I guess prayer for continued, um, for all the for the souls of all the servicemen that were lost, yes. and also praying for all the Americans and all the allies that are over in Afghanistan that are caught over there. Yeah, because we literally knows? gave them a list. We literally gave the Taliban a list of everybody over there. And like, here are our allies. Here are the Americans. How dumb are you? They're like, oh, look. Here, here's everybody here. Like, can you help these people get to the airport? You just provided literal terrorists with a hit list. Yeah. I mm. Why? Yeah. I should go into politics, because I'm apparently super smart. <laughs> <laughs> you might lose your common sense once you're in politics, though, so... That's true. <laughs> I, think they, I think they, like, give you a lobotomy at once you win an election. <laughs> I don't know. I do, have, I do have a family member that's in politics, and he's, mm. but he always says he's in it for the governance and not the politics, so... That's probably, like, the one way. But he's yes. also, he's on more on a, like, a local level, so. Yeah. Once, once you, you get, get higher than that, yeah. And people have asked him, because he did really well, people have asked him, you know, have said, like, oh, are you going to go up higher? And he's like, no, I'd have to compromise my values. And, mm. you know, people think, you know, I don't know. I feel I like people. become a lizard person. <laughs> people think that there's always a ladder, but it's like, no, no, no. Mm. There's a ladder. You just don't know how you want, how you're going to get on that ladder. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. So. Ew. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like my heart was just like, eh. Yeah. So. And. That's in, in news that isn't news, it's just kind of moving on from that. Um, FDA approved the poke. I don't care. No one cares. They care, sort of, I guess. Um. Yeah, because the FDA sucks. And that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> so, okay, on, like, a more, um, like, ground level, hmm. 
I think that there are, yeah, we've said before, there are people that are, because as you've been hearing, some people are like, yeah, someone that was 31 passed away from COVID and, and um, you know, other people are passing away. Um, no, like, who knows what are the, the other surrounding things around it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, my brain just totally blanked. Yeah, it Done. went on a blank. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I also do. So I actually have um, I, I know some people in the area that um, like one girl, she's actually worried about um, being able to finish out her her nursing school. Because she's, you know, she has to do her clinicals in the pediatric hospital. Mm -hmm. And now because of the FDA now, she's being, you know, mandated to have the vaccine. And so she's trying to file for a religious exemption. Mm -hmm. And she's actually another one of someone else I, um, I cleaned for. He's a, he's a, um, a pilot and he's also, you know, he's trying to get a religious exemption. So, but I did hear this too. I, I heard there's a platform somewhere I don't want to say because I don't know. I don't know if I want to give it away, but mm. um, there is a platform. Maybe we can put it in the show notes, or I, if 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 we think it's um, right or you know possible to do. Um, but it's basically for people who do not like if they're looking for jobs and they do not want to be forced to wear the vaccine. Or wear the to- vaccine. <laughs> wow! Be forced to have the vaccine. Wear the gold star in your sleeve if you got the vaccine. Oh wait, did I mix something up? Sorry. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Basically, being forced to be vaccinated and wearing the mask. Um, yeah, because I actually, I, I recently just ran into this with my with my business, with my cleaning business. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. telling me about that. Yeah, I literally had a client who was, well, I was asked first when I was at their place um, if I was vaccinated, and I was like, I, that, I'm not going to share that with you. Yeah. And then they were like, um, they were like, hey, well, would, if, if, you know, when we're around, I w- we would like to ask that you wear a mask. And I was like, well, then we can re- re- reconsider me serving you. And she quickly, let me just say, when people are threatened with your cleaning business, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're definitely like, you know, she tried to, I don't know. So eventually, re- like, I, I reached out to her and I said, just so you know, moving forward, this is what, you know, I'm, I'm going to respect my employees you know, their privacy, you know, the privacy and their ability, you know, like to make their own health choices. It's not, you know, it's not my prerogative as their employer. And yeah. I'm also not going to require them to wear a mask. Um, and so actually her husband reached back out to me and was like, so we would like to ask you if you have any employees that would fit the criteria of either one being vaccinated or if not, if they'd be willing, you know, if they would be willing to wear a mask. And I was like, I... <laughs> I had to repeat myself multiple times as I Well, you're said. over there literally to bleach stuff. Hey, wear a mask. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. like when they were around or whatnot. I'm like, I'm not breathing in your face. Also, they <laughs> weren't wearing a mask at mass when I saw them. So nice, you know. But um, I don't know. It was. I will say this too because now it's starting to come back into the church. And for me, it's we more. We kind of had this conversation yesterday. Honestly, like, I really don't care if people want to wear a mask. It's just more the division that comes from it, and the devil totally uses that. Oh, definitely. It's just, like, there's already enough brokenness in the church and the world. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to go this way? Yep. I mean, obviously, it's not surprising because they want control and whatnot. So, I don't know. Maybe, I guess I would challenge, I, you know, I guess it's a challenge to myself to be charitable to people that are wearing masks and just be the better person because we have to... I always say, you know, I've worked for a lot of, I have, I've had a lot of mean bosses and it's basically a <laughs> lot of women that are in their, their sixties are just wounded. And I've always just been like, I want to end the, cause wounded people wound other people. Yeah. Hurt and people, I want to fit. Yeah. I want to stop the cycle. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's not, that's my little hot take is <laughs> stop, stop the craziness by just being sane and just, you know, even if people are being crazy back, just look them in the eye and be like, I don't know, speak in truth, but in charity as well. Yeah. And not, it's easy to judge. Be like, well, you're, I don't know, my brain, I'm like, well, you're just giving into the fear. And it's just, but we just need to be charitable. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Positive stuff, huh? Sure. Well, we I guess. <laughs> well, thank you so much I'm, for uh, for uh, um, taking our, you know, I guess as I was saying, ignorance is bliss. So, mm. 
Should I say thank I'm gonna you? I'm going to go live like a m- medieval peasant now. <laughs> not have a clue what anybody's saying ever again. Well, we are, we, we are instructed to live in the world, but not be of it, so. Yes. Yeah. I what know. if I don't just don't want to live in the world, though? What if that? I want a peace? Huh? <laughs> what if I just want to start a cloister somewhere? Well, well I mean, no one's stopping you. <laughs> mm. Actually, no, you need to start an order that teaches children. So it can't be cloistered completely. I need to. Huh? I could. Well, I'm <laughs> saying if you're going to start an order, make yeah. sure it's around education. Why? I sound like a teacher or anything. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, before we digress, mm. um, thanks for joining us. I know it's, you know, I, I will say I've been watching, you know, even though I'm not on my phone checking the news, I still hear it. And it definitely has been weighing on my heart. So, I don't know. Actually, maybe if there's any people that are wise that are, you know, watching all this and, and how are you, how are you not letting it get you down? Because I feel like I've really experienced this past week, a lot of, a lot of desolation and spiritual attack. And it's just what one I kind of wear myself because I work hard, too hard sometimes. But also, it's just it's just a lot of dark stuff. And there's a lot of spiritual warfare going on. So maybe send us feedback and advice on how you're handling all this. And um, how do you deal with existential dread? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, so I was trying to end it on a light note there, Hannah. I, I'm laughing. It's funny. Mm. This is this is like. This is my generation's humor. We just joke about trauma all the time. It's fun. <laughs> You're not that much. Anyways. Okay. Well, <laughs> we will, we're going to, oh wait, we have our hot take. We do. Yeah. All right. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. Okay. You go for it. Okay. So I'm going to. I almost jumped ahead actually. Yeah, you did. <laughs> all right, fam. Here we go. Okay. Okay, so we got feedback from one of our listeners. Uh, basically, I'm just not, I'm not going to read the email word for word, but they said they were a little confused and somewhat like taken aback by um, my comment about like, I think I said on the last episode, there was like a religious sister who came to speak at mass. And then I said, well, you're not wearing a habit, so I'm not really going to listen to you. Uh <laughs> Which was a, uh, it was 25% a joke, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, so, um, this person goes on, and they're thinking about whether we're, like, reducing people to their clothing, and seeing them as less than, because just because of the habit, of virtue of the clothing, and not considering their personal relationship with God. So... My response to that is, well, first of all, my hot take is just, period, Um, religious orders, and religious should wear habits, and I'd say even need to wear habits, period, full stop, because it is the outward sign of their vocation. Just like you would be kind of suspicious of a man or a woman who is, you know they're married, but you constantly see them out in public without their wedding ring, like, all the time. Or maybe they specifically take it off to go, like, to go places or something like that. That habit is the outward sign of a religious brother or sister or a priest. That's the outward sign of their vocation. And without that, if they just dress like any other person, you can't tell that they are consecrated, that they are set apart, because religious and priests are. And that's, that's the way it has been, even if you look back to the Old Testament, the priests and religious and people who had taken certain vows dressed differently. So it's more about being that witness just through clothing. And there are myriad ways you can be a witness otherwise, and it's not to diminish those. But a lot of times, especially if you're in, if you're not in a cloistered type of order, you're a diocesan priest, you're this, you're in a position where you are out in public and interacting with the world on a daily basis. Wearing that habit out is a form of ministry, and if you don't wear it 
you lose out on, on that form of ministry. There are so many, so many stories I have seen. Um, they're not always good because I'm sure people get flack if they wear their habits in public, but it's definitely the good outweighs the bad. There are priests who ask, oh, Father, like, I haven't been into to confession in 10 years. Like, could you could you hear my confession right now in this coffee shop? Like, can we go in this wow. corner? Yeah. Can, or, or you see a sister, oh my gosh, sister, like, can you pray for me? I'm having a really rough day. And they just, their days brighten because they saw what they see as the presence of God just walking down the street and marked visibly by that habit. So there's, and it's just, you're, you're set apart. You are a witness. And without that habit, you're not witnessing in the way that you could be. No, you can al- always witness like a lay person does, but you're not a lay person if you're a religious brother, sister, priest. You're, <laughs> you're consecrated and set apart. You have a supernatural vocation. Your spouse is either Jesus or the church. And so <laughs> you should look different. And that's not to say that priests can never wear like wear like normal clothes or say like they're horrible if they ever wear them so on and so forth that's not that's not what that means it means that you should witness to your vacation more often than you shouldn't and an order that just doesn't require habits loses my respect because it shows that they just want to blend in with the world even on the smallest level of clothing so it's not like clo- clothing is small like is is really big it's actually really small and if you're not even willing to change the way you dress because you took vows that change your life forever then that's a little suspect to me <laughs> like i mean it's like marrying it's it, it really is like you you wear you marry your spouse and you don't work on yourself at all and you don't change anything about yourself you don't try and grow in virtue you don't adapt yourself in a way that really is conducive to both your and their holiness you're just like eh, i'm good i don't need to change at all or like be you you know become becoming a mother becoming a father and it doesn't change you at all you don't try and work on yourself you don't have those more outward signs and outward moments you just say eh, i'm good i don't need to change anything about how i talk how i look how i dress nothing like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold up. And that's the natural vocation. That's not even the supernatural vocation, which we're talking about. So, and then finally, <laughs> as my kind of like third point to this, the orders that are, that don't require habits anymore are seeing quite the decline, specifically for women. Um, and I think that's really interesting in a culture that wants to polit- politicize women's clothing about, oh, well, you're reducing her to your clothing. Can't she wear whatever she wants? Blah, blah, blah. And then there's a beauty of a nun or a sister like, no, she can't wear whatever she wants. But she doesn't care. <laughs> and it's not a big deal. And she's out every day or even in every day if you're if she's cloistered like not wearing what she wants just giving that just giving your wardrobe to god forever that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. because then it makes it makes something small big and other people can see it and marvel at it Mm -hmm. so i do have an article that i referenced uh it's from 2019 so it's a little bit older but traditional orders are rising so they're there's there's older contemplative orders that are that are on the rise but the main the main thing that most of these orders that are rising such as the benedictines mary queen queen of apostles they have full veils and full habits and they wear them all the time and i think that's something pretty beautiful and i think that's why a lot of women are attracted towards it because it goes against the world because it tells them you don't have to be what you wear and you don't have to find your worth or not worth in that and you can stand out and be different but i really want to call attention to this last part of the article um yeah so there there is something about the classic style serving in modern era that resonates. 
Walking with some young missionaries of charity in London recently, I experienced the most extraordinary courtesy and friendliness at every turn. People made way for us on steps and stairs, opened doors, and ushered us forward if the street was crowded. Sitting opposite two of the nuns on the tube, I saw how people liked them being there. They were saying the Rosalie quietly, turn and turn about, and one passenger whispered, Pray for me, sisters while another, further down the carriage, took out a rosary in quiet solidarity. So I just think that's so beautiful. Just those, just talking about maybe a few minutes just spent on public transportation and seeing the changes in people just just by seeing somebody that was different. And people can recognize a sister or a nun when they see one. And... Like they're they're opening doors for them. They're making way. They're seeing the presence of God through those habits because they know what they represent. Um, and sometimes it, it might not be such quite a you know positive reaction, but even then, then you're becoming Christ suffering for His church. So it's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's really beautiful. I'll get off my. Uh, podium now <laughs> so i was just talking with my roommate today because her and i were kind of going i was just kind of like processing it in my head because you know i was raised not as much I mean, well no i was raised in a pretty like traditional catholic family but still you know this diocese is, isn't the most traditional i guess in a way that we're in yeah. <laughs> hit or miss yeah could be worse could it be depends better. i mean we have the we have a couple of traditional orders, but then some that are not as much. Um, so I'm just trying to process it all. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, and I don't think we're, we're judging the heart of women that are in the orders that don't have the, the, the habits by any means. No, because um, I, only God can judge that. Right. But I'm saying if I'm going to support something, if I'm going to be a part of that, I'm choosing the one that goes against right. the grain because in the world, not of it. Right. It's like the summary of wearing a habit, basically. So our our one thing was not wearing a habit makes you more approachable. But I think an argument, kind of what you're saying is, it, it, yeah, again, it sets you apart. Um, and I, you know, I think I've talked to this about, about this before. I was with a religious sister at a, a school mass with a bunch of school children. And it was so, we were going up to communion and these kids were seeing, they, you know, they're, they're not used to seeing a religious sister and a nun. Which is so sad. Yeah. So they were just like, they looked and they like knew that like there was something that they, that they had never seen before. Mm-hmm. And then just the way that the habit, their habits are, it's just, it points you towards heaven. So you're just kind of like in awe and just open. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll just close by saying our, our dear friend Felicity, she, she went and she, um, this past week she went in, um, she started, uh, with the Bene- formation, yeah. yeah, her formation with the Benedictine. So please pray for her. Um, but when we were going through the pamphlets that she brought up, like brought us of the order, mm-hmm. they're a traditional order. They wear yes. the habits, but th- I mean, they're, they're all young. The average age is super young. And these women could not be happier in these photos, like pure happiness, pure joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. it's just, it's just so beautiful. So I don't know, I guess we always say the proof is in the pudding. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, and you know, if you're, you know, you're welcome to disagree with us and we actually appreciate the feedback because it allows for us to have these discussions and, mm-hmm. um, you Material. know, we're, we're all, <laughs> <laughs> you know, growing and, you know, learning in the face. So it's just doing it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're just happy to share our hearts and where they're at. So, um, and you know, Hannah, thanks for getting on your, uh, <laughs> on my little soapbox there. You're your welcome. soapbox. So <clears throat> I'm always on my soapbox, whether people <laughs> like it or not. I'll get out two soapboxes, start stacking them. And everybody's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting my soapbox. <laughs> I will do that in, in class sometimes. Sometimes my, my kids will ask a question and I'm like, whoa. All right, wait, let's repeat that. Cause we need to, we need to unpack it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Let's, so she, she literally, you she, you're in a career where you literally can uh, be on a soapbox all the time. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I do this? Just kidding. <laughs> I like kids too. I promise. Uh, yeah, you do. You're very passionate. You're mm-hmm. very passionate. So they are mine, except um, they're not mine. 
<laughs> All right. So are you ready for uh, for uh, our uh, closing uh, inspiration? inspiration yes, this? ma'am. Yeah. Hit me can. with it. All right. All right, so this is, a, um, okay, this 40-day social media fast, it is so good, and every chapter is so, so good, so y'all should check it out. I was just telling Hannah, I am praying about it, but I'm pretty sure um, come Advent time, I know it's not really penitential time, but I think what a better way to get our hearts ready for Jesus to come than um detaching and getting away from our phones and mm-hmm. i'm hoping by that time that i can do a hardcore social media fast and literally lock my phone away somewhere Ooh. like matt fred does yeah that's my goal lock it in one of my safes <laughs> hey yeah pretty much <laughs> i probably have to get a dumb phone at least so at least my mom knows where i'm at <laughs> i could just see that that would be an issue but she knows where i live so but you that's know true. anyways and i do ha- yeah so shows up at your house are you alive no <laughs> <laughs> I just have to make sure I show up every 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 week for dinner at some point. So, yes. there you go. <laughs> so my mother will feed me. But anyway, so and it will definitely do it for Lent too, for sure. So, um, <clears throat> I will say it has definitely been a realized. Um, it's just been a lot of squeezing, <laughs> a lot of like growing, and I am not someone. Hannah is definitely more tech savvy than me, so I'm not like I'm like oh I'm not like I didn't think I was this attached to my phone into social mm. media. But let me just say, I finally figured out I am. I have an alarm clock in my room. So I finally figured out I do not need to have my phone in my room. So I no. started putting it downstairs. The first night I did it, I felt like my whole body was twitching. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> my phone's not in my room. Oof. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it's definitely like, it's gone in stages where it's just like, I'm learning more and more how to detach from it. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it's definitely a stretching. Uh, but it's so good because it's just giving so much more time. Like I'm more, you know, I'm digging more into the things that are going on in my life. And so it's definitely bearing a lot of fruit. So um, one of the fruit and one of the blessings is um, I'm just going to read from the day 17. This was a couple of days back, but I was like, yep, going to read this on the podcast because especially with everything going on, I think it's good to be reminded of our worth and our value. And, um, you know, I feel for myself um, it's just easy to get caught up in the anxiety and the fear and, and the stress of everything because you want to fix it all. Especially as women, we want, don't want people hurting and suffering. So, um, but yeah, so I guess we'll just say calm your heart and we're going to dive in. So I'll just open again with the opening um, uh, quote or scripture from earlier. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. If I could sum up with one word, the powerful pull of social media, I'd start with wanted. We desire to be wanted, liked, and loved. Perhaps it began in elementary school when pretty children gathered around pretty lunchboxes trading fruit roll-ups for chocolate pudding cups. Those carrying brown bags and bologna sandwiches fell on the fridge of acceptance even then. Accepted. Maybe that's a better word. Our desire to be accepted grew as we grew. Parties, pimples, and popularity collided in a mass of hormonal humidity during junior and senior high school. We grew out of the lunchbox phase into the awkward adolescent stage. Each invitation to pull up a chair or join a group of friends for a movie affirmed us and approved us. Approved. The word approval also sums up the pull of social media. We longed for approval back then and we strive for it now. Perhaps we didn't know how much we needed approval when we opened our social media accounts, but over time we started shaping our sharing so that others might like, want, affirm, invite, and approve of us. Every time we publish a post, we're asking those those same cool kids, do you approve of my sense of humor? Do you think I'm witty? What about my children? Do you approve of my family? Look how much I've grown up. If they like our posts, they just must just might like us. The thumbs up icon is our approval meter. Other people's approval feeds our self-approval, and maybe that's what we're lacking most of all. I fasted from sugar enough times to break my addiction to sweets and grow my hunger for spiritual things. I'm learning that fasting from social media does something similar. Toner, Tony Ranke wrote, food fasting se- se- severs us from the love of sugar Digital fasting severs us from the sugar of self-approval. 
When we lay down our misplaced hunger, we grow hungrier for the right things. When we lay down our need to be approved, there's a chance we'll find that we already are. We are approved and chosen. Chosen. Yes, that's the word. We've landed on it now. We desperately want to be chosen, but the irony breaks my heart. We open up the World Wide Web and ask everyone in the world to choose us when the one who made the world already did. Why can't that be enough? Sadly, we spend our lives trying to get everyone else to choose us too. Dear fasting friend, know this, before you were made, you were chosen. That's why God chose to make you in the first place. Whether anyone invites you to hang out this weekend or not, you were chosen by the one who chose to make you. Other people's likes pale in comparison to his love. Their affirmation affirms nothing. His affirmation affirms everything. God said it clearly, and I believe it. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the men of old gain approval. Our faith in Christ is all that's required to gain God's approval. Every time God lays his eyes on us, he sees us through the lens of the cross and says, I only see chosen, I only see redeemed, I only see grace because I only see my son. When God looks at you, he sees Jesus because Jesus exchanged places with you on the cross, your sinful state for his perfect grace. Because you chose Jesus, you were always chosen. Your faith in the one who made you right makes you right today and tomorrow and the next day too. You can stop chasing it down now, online, or anywhere else. You have nothing to prove because you've been approved. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Galatians 1.10 What a relief to make a clean break of it. This 40-day break holds the power to break us from our unhealthy way of looking to people for what God has already given us. If you want to be wanted, focus on how much he wanted you, then purpose to want him more. He chose you, so choose him back. Let that be your focus. The God who spun the galaxies into place can still, sp- can still your spinning heart with the simple knowledge that he loves you and approves of you every day. The one who breathed the firmament into existence can breathe his breath into every old wound that causes you to wonder, Am I enough? God's answer is always a demonstrative yes. If you agree with me but do not know how to let that reality fill your hungry-to-be-loved heart, invite the Lord to heal your wounds. You don't have to reach out online for the love you didn't receive in your formative years. Let the love of God fill you now. If you didn't feel chosen around the elementary school lunch table, accept the fact that you're chosen today. You don't have to post about every lunch date you go on. Allow the love of the Lord to heal your heart hurts and change the way you live your real life in your online online life. You are worthy of love. Worthy. Working hard to be found worthy hardly ever works. Whether online, in the cafeteria line at school, or in line for a promotion at work, all that effort is just another distraction from a simple life of devotion to the one who made us worthy. Worthy, chosen, approved, accepted, wanted, and loved. Dear Lord, Holy Spirit, help me to stop looking for the broken lens of old wounds to other people for their approval. Your love and approval are all I need, all I ever needed. In the name of the one who made the world and then chose to make me too, I am chosen. Amen. And just one more closing thought. When we don't feel chosen, special, or accepted, it sometimes creates a longing so large we behave in ways that are not in line with our beliefs from what we wear to what we share. If you struggle to believe down to your core that you are accepted, garnering the acceptance of others becomes your chief ambition. That unhealthy hunger holds the power to throw you off your equilibrium, causing you to become unstable and fall. Temptation has the upper hand when you don't know whose hand holds you. However, when you take God's hand and take him at his word, believing that Christ already accepted you, your place in his palm is secure. The pull to pose for the likes of the world loses his power because the pull of his acceptance is enough. Each day and each post has less to do with you finding love and more to do with the fact that you already are loved. So, I'll just affirm everything that she was saying. Um, also, that whole... She actually has a... She started first doing a 40-day sugar fast, which I'm like, dang, I definitely want to look into that. Maybe I'll... Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I think I'm going to hold off to do that for Lent. <laughs> but do definitely... Both. Yeah, do both. Yeah, yeah. Sir, yeah. Um, but oh, I... Uh, I 
Exodus 90, but... No, 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 no. That, then they have a whole discussion on that. No, no, no. I'll, I'm going to do my... No, because that's not meant for women, really. It's not, actually, if you look up the, the founders and whatnot, they... Well, they I actually, it's not, but I'll be like, they, I can do it, too. No, they actually, they actually sent it to a religious order to look it over to see, like, because they're like, we are clearly not men, so we need to go to some experts. Mm-hmm. They sent in an order to pray about it and see if they could get their input on writing it, and the, the order got back to them and said, this is not, this would not be fruitful for women. So, Oof. Yeah. The nuns have spoken. <laughs> um, I will. So I, I definitely, you know, they, they, the, the things that are going on in the world and, and just even in my own personal life, I think it's easy to kind of drown yourself in scrolling through news feed and, and looking through the different news items and, and losing yourself in the noise. But I, I find that um, being more detached is definitely um, digging more. And one of my one of my wise friends, my best friend says, Sometimes the only way to go, you know, the only way to get through something is to go through it, to go through the wounds, to go through the healing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've survived every time. It's not easy, but um, you survive by the grace of God and by the mercy of God. Um, so, um, and I think it's affirming to realize that we are chosen and we are loved and we are worthy. And that's definitely been grounding me this past week when I feel like I'm pretty close to losing it. (laughs) Definitely trying to be more rooted in the love of Christ and to keep the peace Mm -hmm. when the the evil one in the world wants to tear it away. So Yeah, see this is why I was so appalled that you didn't you don't wear any medals. Well (laughs) we're gonna fix that today. Yes we are So there we go. But um, our hearts with the, are with every one of you, um, dear sisters and brothers in Christ. So thank you for your time with us today. And um, thank you for just spending it with us. Um, and it's just a pleasure to just try and process everything and uh, just be vulnerable and raw. And um, so we hope you, we hope you leave, we leave you with some inspiration, some thoughts to think about. And um, yeah. So without that, would you like to, would you have any input on the um, inspiration or anything on that before you share our closing quote? Um, I don't know. I appreciate you opening the floor to me, but I feel like I've talked enough, so I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) That's said. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She agrees. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Anyways. All right. What's our closing quote? It's the same as always. So we're going to leave you with some Catherine of Siena. We've had enough exhortations to be silent. Cry out with a thousand tongues. I see the world is rotten because of silence. Our prayers are with you. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next Thursday. And knowing that you're all loved. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Caritas Christi. If you'd like to write to us with hot takes, feedback, advice, or advice requests, we would love to hear from you. Email us at caritas.christi31 at gmail.com. That's caritas.christi31 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Thursday.